just human And I'm getting old, oh, oh, just getting old Just getting old, just getting old Welcome to another episode of This Is Getting Old. I am your host, John Clark, and with me as always, my co-host... Okay, so as you can see, the opening's a little different from usual, and we're down a host. And that's only because I fired John Mulligan last night. Okay, I'm kidding. We legally co-own the podcast, so... I can't really fire him. You know, the business name is literally Molarkey, which is a combination of Mulligan and Clark. And then we put the Y on the end because it sounded sounded kind of funny. Um, Molarkey. That's kind of cool, right? Molarkey. So I couldn't fire him if I wanted to, but I don't want to. I just, he's not here right now. After a long weekend and Thanksgiving madness, as well as a snowstorm in the great state of Illinois, John cannot be with us today. But have no fear. Even if you consider John the main reason you listen, and I'm just like that other guy, just bear with me and I hope to keep the traction and momentum going of the first 19 episodes. My hope is you enjoy this episode, even though it's just me. Hope you get some kind of enjoyment. Well, speaking of this episode, before we get started, I'd like to say, Welcome to our 20th This Is Getting Old podcast episode! All right, that was weird. Sorry. Um, well, in honor of number 20, if you'd really like to feel old and reach back into to nostalgia, I have compiled a list of items that took place 20 years ago this year. Here's the list. And then, by the way, 20 years ago was 1998. So feel super old because you are. Okay, here we go. So Google was founded by two Stanford, stu- Stanford PhD students in 1998. The 20th Century Fox James Cameron-directed Titanic movie dominated the Academy Awards, winning 11 in total, including Best Picture. Uh, the film actually came out in 97, I guess, but the awards were held in 98. I'm not really an Academy Awards. Um, I, don't, I don't remember when they when they come on. I guess it's early in the year for the, the previous year. Um, so the awards were held in 98 for the 97 year. Your uh, favorite host, John's favorite president, the 42nd POTUS, Mr. Bill Clinton, was impeached in 1998. The charges, one of perjury and one of obstruction of justice, both surrounding the sexual harassment allegations from one Monica Lewinsky. I did not have sexual relations with The very first Apple iMac came out in 1998. The European currency was finally agreed upon. The euro debuted in 1999, but the agreement between 15 European Union countries took place in 1998. 55 years old at the time, you know, your favorite Mr. Earring-wearing Harrison Ford was named Sexiest Man Alive by People Magazine. And since John's not here to disagree with me, we all know, we all know his best role of all time. And it wasn't Indiana Jones, not The Fugitive, not Han Solo in Star Wars. Sorry, Chadwick. Not his work in Cowboys and Aliens, but his very best role ever was Jack Ryan in Clear and Present Danger. Fight me. No debate necessary. Moving right along. Arguably, the movie where Jim Carrey began to go crazy, The Truman Show, was released in theaters in 1998. By the way, did you know there's an actual medical term called the Truman Syndrome? It's crazy. 
people actually believe their their lives are uh, reality TV shows and that they're indeed being recording. Pretty pretty nuts though. Um, this next one is for my wife. Sex in the City debuted on TV in 1998. Um, this one would make a lot of people feel old. Seinfeld's very last episode, the series finale, aired in You don't if you don't know about Seinfeld or if you do you'll remember there was a two-parter episode that took place over a court case that eventually landed the main characters in jail now I loved Seinfeld the debate back then was always friends versus Seinfeld which one was better um, you're either like a friends person or a Seinfeld person I will pick Seinfeld 10,000 times over friends anyone who is listening to this who disagrees just tell me on Facebook why I'm wrong you know I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't think Friends was bad. I think Friends was, I think it's, it's good. I laughed plenty of times, and my wife has seen it all the way through. I think both of her, um, both of her uh, maternity leaves from, from work, I think she watched the entire series both times. To me, Seinfeld was more entertaining. And honestly, if you think about it, we use a lot of Seinfeld terminology now in our regular day vernacular. For example, if I name a few phrases, you'll either right now use that phrase or have used the phrase or when you hear it you'll know exactly where it came from okay here we go quick little game master of my domain shrinkage in the vault big salad double dipping a chip hello newman man hands festivus these pretzels are making me thirsty serenity now yada 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 Spongeworthy, Bubble Boy, Close Talker, Low Talker, and finally, Soup Nazi. I digress. Okay, so back to, back to what we're talking about. Another thing that took place 20 years ago was Britney Spears released her first album and her single, Baby One More Time. Hit me, baby, one more time. Similarly, NSYNC began, and their hit, uh, I think it was I Want You Back, was their first one. And it played everywhere. And I loved Britney Spears and NSYNC when I was a kid. I'm not even ashamed. I love them now. A little more sad news, I guess. Um, in 1998, the great Frank Sinatra passed away. Oh, here's another one for my wife. Harry Potter made its U.S. debut with Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. And if you're a Harry Potter fan, you, uh, you know that the book already had come out in the U.K. under the name Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. The second book was also released in the UK in 1998. I guess here's another one from my wife. Ashley, you're in this a bunch. I'm sorry. Disney's Halloween Town, an original Disney movie airing on the Disney Channel, premiered. So that's really all I have. I'm, I'm pretty sure there are others, but at this point I must say, congratulations, John. We made it 20 episodes. Very, very freaking cool. Okay, so before I get started, I just wanted to 
Um, I need to open my beer here. So I, I purchased a six pack of beer from Second Self Brewery, which is um, it's a it's a an Atlanta based brewery. It's a it's a small smaller brewery. So they carry it in our local. I think I got it. Where did I get it? Kroger. It is a second second self is the brewery and it's um their mole porter, so mole is a is a, is like a chili, so the second self second self beer, I first first heard of second self brewery when um, they they released the, an IPA called uh, the Triforce, and so if you're a Legend of Zelda fan you're like wow that's pretty cool this tri it was green and I think it had a sword on it I'm not sure about copyright issues I guess they're fine since they're a small brewery or maybe they changed it just enough um i think triforce may have been spelled differently i don't i don't remember but it um it was uh it was pretty good it was really bitter it was you know out of five stars i'd probably give it a three i mean it was decent it was good but i think on the side of it it was like it said hey listen it never said navi it never had a you know as the you know the little fairy in legend of zelda ocarina of time but it it definitely was like a play on a play on that that game um, so i heard of them and I tried that, and it was okay. But a few years ago, my friend Chadwick kind of got me into um, drinking some finer beers. And when I was with him, I tried a beer called uh, El Mole Ocho. And I think it was, uh, uh, who is it by? New, um, New Holland Brewery. I think it was New Holland. But it was so good. And so you think, I mean, you put all these different things into beers and try them out. And um, I know the mole is a, is a, kind, of a it's kind of a chili and it was really good. So I saw this. I had heard about Second Self and this mole porter. It says it includes uh, cinnamon, cocoa, cloves, chilies, and it's very robust. Sip into your Second Self. So I'm going to get this going and then we'll get into the episode. That was very dark. Let me give it a sip. <sighs> Delicious. That's pretty good. Okay, it's not as good as the El Mole Ocho, but it's pretty good. Okay, so the topic we're going to discuss this episode is something that we all just went through. And I guess if you didn't go through it, you know, yourself specifically, you know someone who did, or at least you saw an ad for it. Um, I'm talking, of course, about Black Friday. And it's not to be confused with New Order's Blue Monday, also recorded in 1994 by a band named Orgy. You remember the song, right? The song Blue Monday goes, uh, How does it feel to treat me like you do When you laid your hands upon me And told me who you are I thought I was mistaken I thought I heard your words Tell me how do I feel Tell me how now do I feel Okay, that was really bad and I'm sorry, but you get the, you know the song. don't know what Black Friday is, guess what? Right here, right now, I'm going to tell you. 
and I've used my friend Wikipedia. As you know, Wikipedia is a friend of the show. Um, I have Wikipedia on retainer to help us out. So I'm going to read a little bit and talk a little bit. So Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, though really the sales now, I guess, begin on Thanksgiving. The, the day after Thanksgiving is, 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 the, is Friday. And, you know, Thanksgiving is always the fourth Thursday of, of November. Thus, the day after Thanksgiving is Friday. So Black Friday... The day after Thanksgiving has been regarded as the beginning of America's Christmas shopping season since 1952, although the term Black Friday didn't become widely used until more recent decades. Many stores offer highly promoted sales on Black Friday and open very, very early, such as midnight, or even start their sales at some time on Thanksgiving. I think a lot of sales this year, I think it was like 5 p.m. I mean, geez, it was it's getting earlier and earlier every year. But Black Friday is, is not an official holiday, but... Interesting fact, California and some other states observe the day after Thanksgiving as a holiday for state government employees. Sometimes in lieu of another federal holiday, such as Columbus Day, they um, take that day off instead. Uh, many non-retail employees in schools have both Thanksgiving and the following Friday off, which along with the following regular weekend makes it a four-day weekend. And thank God I really, really needed it this past, this past break. But it increases the number of potential shoppers, so... Black Friday has routinely been the busiest shopping day of the year in the United States since 2005. Um, and according to, again, my favorite source on the show, Wikipedia, Black Friday originated in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And at least, I guess at least the evidence points to it beginning there. It was used to describe the heavy and disruptive pedestrian and vehicle traffic that would occur on the day after Thanksgiving. The usage dates back to, uh, was it 1961? Yeah, 1961. And then more than 20 years later, you see what I did there, 20, episode 20. Anyway, more than 20 years later, the phrase became more widespread. A popular explanation became that this day represented the point of view, or the point in the year when retailers began to turn a profit. So if you know anything about like accounting or keeping books, if you're in the red, you're not making any money. If you're in the black, you're finally making a profit, right? Boom, there it is, Black Friday. The term, the phrase, came from retailers turning a pro or can f are finally turning a profit because so many people are coming out and buying stuff. That's a little bit from Wikipedia. I found some other sources, and so I'll kind of repeat some, some of the same stuff going forward. But I always thought, like, black was, gr it was grim. Like, Black Friday, ugh, just dark, right? And I'm not going to say, you know, consumerism is bad and talk about how greed is taking over the Christmas holiday, none of that stuff. But I really did believe it meant something to do with like how bad the day was. So for centuries, the adjective black has been applied to days upon which calamities occurred. Many events have been described as Black Friday, although the most significant such event in American history was the Panic of 1869, which occurred when financiers Jay Gould and James Fisk took advantage of their connections with the Grant administration in an attempt to corner the gold market. When President Grant learned of this manipulation, he ordered the Treasury to release a large supply of gold, which halted the run. So it's like President Grant, you know, knew it was happening, and then he basically ordered them to ordered the Treasury to release some gold, and it stopped what was going on. Um, it caused the prices to drop by 18 percent. Fortunes were made and lost in a single day, and the president's own brother-in-law, Abel Corbin, was ruined. So kind of back to the origin of Black Friday, the earliest known use of Black Friday to refer to the day after Thanksgiving occurs in the journal Factory Management and Maintenance. 
And it, that, that was, uh, I guess that journal came out in 1952. And here it referred to the practice of workers calling in sick on the day after Thanksgiving. And that was in order, of course, to enjoy a four-day weekend. However, this does not appear to have caught on. Around the same time, the terms Black Friday and Black Saturday came to be used by the police in Philadelphia to describe the crowds and traffic congestion accompanying the start of the Christmas shopping season. In 1961, the city and merchants of Philadelphia attempted to improve conditions and a public relations expert recommended rebranding the days. I guess that, I think that public relations expert wanted to call it um, Big Friday and Big Saturday instead of, instead of Black Friday. But these terms were quickly forgotten. It didn't work. Use of the phrase spread slowly, first appearing in the New York Times on November 29, 1975, in which it still refers specifically to the busiest shopping day of the year. And that was in quotes, the busiest shopping day. Oh, the busiest shopping and traffic day of the year in Philadelphia. Although it soon became more widespread, the Philadelphia Inquirer reported in 1985 that retailers in Cincinnati and Los Angeles were still unaware of the term. As the phrase gained national attention in the early 1980s, merchants objecting to the use of the term to refer to one of the most important shopping days of the year suggested an alternative that retailers traditionally operated at a financial loss for most of the year, January through November, and made their profits during the holiday season, beginning on the day after Thanksgiving. Um, when this was recorded in the financial records, one common accounting practice would be you use red ink to show negative numbers and black ink to show positive. It kept the books and the accounting for the, for the, for the businesses, kept it straight. Red meant negative and black meant a positive, right? Pretty, pretty easy. So Black Friday under this theory is the beginning of the period when retailers would no longer be in the red, um, instead taking in the year's profits. The earliest known published reference to this explanation occurs in the Philadelphia Inquirer for November 28, 1981. So, there you have it, the history of Black Friday. I guess now that the boring stuff, you know, that history is out of the way. I guess it's interesting, so that's, um, you know, the, that, the history stuff. I know Ashley, you know, my wife loves, loves history, or at least I think she, she minored in history. I have two more segments, and we'll wrap this episode nicely with a bow that we may or may not have purchased on Black Friday. With hordes and hosts of masses out buying items their children and families want, you have to imagine all stories aren't good ones, right? So you got hordes and hosts and thousands and millions and billions and zillions of people out buying, buying toys and all kinds of stuff. You have some good stories, I guess. Someone held the door from someone, blah, blah, blah. But man, overwhelmingly, Black Friday is, I mean, it's infamous for crazy stories. So what I did was I searched the interwebs to find some crazy Black Friday happenings, and the results didn't fail to impress. If you're a Reddit user or a fan of Reddit, let's see, what did I do? I looked up um, Reddit Black Friday. I don't remember what it was, but I, I found some, some, some stories that were kind of interesting. So here are, first, here are a few first-person experiences. So it was the year the Xbox 360 came out. I was standing in line to get some external hard drive next to the video games, and there was this 11-ish-year-old kid with a woman in her 60s. He was waiting for his 360 bundle. The woman before him, the one that was standing right before him, had gotten the last one. And of course, there were sighs all around. Then he says... Nope, one more, and begins the motion of handing it to the kid, 
and this guy comes out of nowhere and, and pushes the older woman and the kid out of the way. The kid hit his face on the edge of a video game rack, you know, the one with the metal and plastic dividers. At 19 years old, I don't know what came over me, but I instantly swung for him. I hit the dude's head and caught him right in the temple, sending him into the Keurig Tower in the middle of the aisle. Everyone froze, including me. The guy had dropped the 360 and got up and walked away. Hey, so that one kind of crazy. I mean, you know, someone seeing like the very last item that they just have to have for their kid or for them or whatever goes over there and he, he tries to steal it from the kid who was in line. And in the meantime, he pushes an older woman, hit the kid hits his head. Uh, I should say his. I don't know if it's a girl or boy, but the kid hit their head. And anyway, this 19-year-old who's who's... This story was in first person from this 19-year-old. He punches the guy. The guy drops the 360 and leaves. So kind of worked out as a happy ending. Um, okay, so let's go to number two. I worked for Best Buy for six years. Everyone knows about the lines that you stand in outside. Part of the process is once you get into the store, you stand in another line to buy your products. Our manager thought he was particularly smart winding the line through our appliance department. Mind you, there's usually 1,500-plus people in the building at 6 a.m. with the line still outside. Well, we get a complaint from one of our patrons. After checking the dryer, we found a nice turd in one of them. Ugh. Good size, solid consistency, just sitting there. A lady who did not want to lose her spot opened the dryer and shat right there in front of everyone. I decided on that day, even though I may want stuff, I will never dump out in front of an entire crowd of people for seven ninety nine fifty plasma TV. Well, that one's a little gross. <laughs> so this woman, waiting in line, she has to go really bad. She sees a, was it a dry? She's the dryer. You know, she cocks over, dumps out, and that's that's it. Pretty nasty. Um, anyway, okay, number three. Working in the electronics department, a little old lady punched a teenage boy in the face to get the last radio he had picked up. She snatched it from him and ran. <laughs> I mean, that's not that's not funny, but I just imagined the little old lady, like real little and like feeble, and like bam, knocks the guy and like gets in, like sprints out. Like, oh well. Anyway, number four, I saw a girl get trampled over three dollar DVDs, shoe prints on her face and arms, the inhuman B words saw they were standing on a person and just grabbed DVDs anyway. It's pretty rough. Number five, I saw an elderly woman steal an ice cream maker out of a out of a man in a wheelchair's electric cart. Wow, that's pretty that's pretty terrible. And then finally number six, there was a cell, one dollar for towels or something. This guy jumped into the towel bin and literally growled to anyone who tried to get a towel. He claimed them all. What a jerk. He can't even he can't even share the towels, right? So yeah, I mean you you rarely hear any Black Friday um, stories that aren't just terrible or you know bad things bad things from bad people. I'm sure there are good stories out there, and it's kind of like in poker, I guess. You don't remember the hands you the good hands you went on. You always remember your bad beats. Always remember the ones you you lost on. So some stories are kind of funny, like the Shat one. Some aren't all that bad at all, but. You know, here are the numbers. Since 2006, there have been 12 reported deaths about 100 and, and about 117 reported injuries. I mean, I guess in the grand scheme of things, since 12 years ago, there's only been 12 deaths. I guess that's one a year. That's not very good. And then 117 reported 
injuries. And I guess the reported part is probably important. I bet it's a lot more than that. I bet it's in the thousands for injuries. I mean, every year you see a video where people are like, you know, like a, a, a um, like Walmart or, or Target or something's opening their doors, and people are just like rushing in, and or like carts are coming in, and someone falls, and you're like, man, people are getting hurt for sure. So I imagine that 117 is probably a lot higher. And then personally, I went out with Ashley once or twice over the past 14 years. Her and I have been together 14 years, um, and each time it was nuts. I don't think anything like bad really happened, but I'd rather stay home and watch the kids than go out. So I gladly let her go do her thing. And this year we have a, a newborn. She's actually four months old as of Saturday. And Ashley had to hurry home and feed her. So, you know, she's she's not taking a bottle right now. So that's, that's kind of our, our dilemma. But um, so Ashley had to kind of hurry, hurry home and feed her. Uh, but she, only, she was only there specifically for a few things that she got good deals on. She told me that, that, that Walmart really wasn't all that bad. Uh, she said there, there's actually a new kind of a, I guess new, a new surf, uh, um, service they were offering was instead of having to go to the front checkout lines, there are people standing around where you could, they had like card readers where you could like swipe your card and, and make a purchase without having to go to the lines. And I thought that was really cool. You know, she didn't go for any like door buster items. She said there are a lot of people, but nothing, nothing too crazy, too crazy happened. So the last thing I wanted to do was to go to Facebook and see what our listeners said their Black Fridays consisted of. So let's see. First, we have good friend of the show, Patricia Patavonia. I think she had the right idea. She said her experience consisted of sitting on the couch, sipping coffee, watching the news of all the fools and the fights they get into. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Patricia, yeah. I don't know if you go by Pat, but um, I, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you have the right idea for sure. That's, getting out in that is, is nuts. Um, another good friend of the show, Chadwick, he said that um, he drank some beer and went to see the new Harry Potter movie. I did my shopping online. He went on to say that he hasn't fought the crowds in probably 15 years. Um, I know he does most of his shopping online. I think he said later that he goes out like later in the day. None of the doorbuster stuff, but if he needs something, he'll go out later and get get some of those things. And then let's see, Jenny Mulligan said that she went Black Friday. She went she went out on Black Friday and she drove past any store with lines outside, laughing, saying, "No way." She said Tyler Dillon Mulligan thought the line outside of Benny's was the best. I guess that's an inside type joke, but God, can I, you know I didn't go out, but I imagine that lines are probably nuts. And was it raining? I can't remember if it was raining, but it was definitely cold. Um, and I just, doesn't sound fun to me at all. I mean, it sounds pretty, pretty, pretty terrible. So this may be a shorter episode. I'm not sure what, what time we're at, but when it's just one person, it's going to be a little bit shorter, and that's fine. And I do wish, wish John the best. I'm hoping he can make a surprise, a surprise entrance, like almost a cameo on his own show at some point. But I keep hoping that, and we'll see, we'll see if it happens. But... At this point in the show, this is where we desperately try to convince you to support us. And honestly, if you're listening, if you're still listening, after I've sang to you, after I've gone through some dry history on Black Friday, you're already supporting us. Does that make sense? You're supporting us more than I ever thought possible. But to help us grow, we need you to tell your friends. If you like the show, tell someone. You know, tell someone, hey, listen to this podcast. Um, if you're going on a trip, just play it, get it going. You know, if the podcast is on, you're helping us um, improve our 
our uh, our listen count, and then we we have an average of that count, and we have some some goals we're trying to hit. Um, but word of mouth is probably the best source of growth. I'm sure there's studies about that somewhere. Um, I think I've heard that somewhere. But please, please visit the website at gettingoldpod.com. If you haven't done so, please go ahead and subscribe. There's a spot to subscribe on the right side if you're on your PC, or if on mobile, I believe it's at the bottom of the homepage. Um, it doesn't cost you a penny, and we'll email you when a new episode is posted. You'll be one of the first to access new content. That's pretty cool. Um, and I'm working with Amazon to create a special promo code for discounts on items. The only way you're going to get this promo code is to subscribe. Again, costs you nothing. Um, if you do want to support the podcast financially, you can donate with the donate button on the homepage. If you scroll down just a little bit, maybe maybe halfway, or on the PC, you can hover over the contact us menu link. You basically hover over it on the top of the page, and then it, it moves out, and you have another drop down that says support the podcast, and you click on it, um, and then you can get to you can get to the screen um, where you can where you can donate. If on mobile you click the menu, then the arrow beside contact us, then click support the podcast. Finally, you know we we have a new menu link at the very top of the page called Patreon. If you go to the if you go to the uh, gettingoldpod.com page, it's called Patreon. And if you don't know much about Patreon, it's a company that helps artists, podcasters, authors, etc., be able to monetize their creations. Basically, if you want to become a patron, just click that link and then enter the Patreon page. The perk of joining ours is we will grant you access to our This Is Getting Old Discord server where you'll find exclusive contact content like my artwork, um, behind-the-scenes recordings and pictures. You may even hear me singing some more. not sure that's a good or bad thing. If you think it's funny or you're making fun of me, cool. You, there, there'll be more, more content there. Um, and you'll be able to have direct access to us to help with our planning of the episodes. You'll be able to help program some of our episodes, which I think is pretty cool. Doesn't that sound cool to you? So, thank you so much for listening. Oh man, before I forget, I didn't mention Amazon. Well, the other thing you can do is access Amazon through our website. Again, it doesn't cost you a cent. With Christmas coming up, we know you're going to make online purchases. So just go to our site. Click the Amazon box on our site and make your typical purchase. You know, we get very small portions as a kickback for driving traffic to them. So please, uh, Amazon is your friend. Amazon is our friend. If you go into Amazon, you find yourself on Amazon, you're, you're looking up something, say, hey, let me just go to gettingoldpod.com, click that link, and then, and then begin your search. Because, again, we get a percentage. It doesn't, it, doesn't like, it doesn't add anything to how much you pay. It's just they give us a percentage kickback for... It's a very small percentage, but every little bit helps. But it's a little kickback for driving traffic. So thank you for listening. Thank you so much for indulging me and... John, I hope I've made you proud. I hope hope this turns out fine. Um, and I guess at this point, there's only one thing left to say. This. Welcome to another episode of This Is Getting... Wait a minute. I'm not used to... Okay, this is weird. Oh, okay. I guess today we're going to talk about the uh, Black Friday moments. So uh, I guess uh, let me just start by saying I once went to a Black Friday shopping years ago. No family, just friends. We sat outside Best Buy for had to be about two hours in the cold. And once we finally got in, we rushed to all those $2 DVDs as fast as we could. And while I'm sitting there with a stack about nearly two feet in my hands in the, in the line ready to check out, some lady 
with one of those flatbed carts, really low to the ground, full speed just rams into my shin. You kind of want to turn around and punch him in the face, but, I mean, you're holding, you know, two stories of movies, so obviously that's not going to happen. But, I mean, what the hell? So, yeah, that's that's my story. Uh, I hope you enjoy that. Uh, Clark, way to go, man. Way to... Way to take the reins today. Really appreciate it, brother. Uh, thanks for holding to my stead. It's been a weird weekend, but maybe we'll talk about it on the next episode. This has been John. Cause I've heard the time of my life, and this is getting old too.